0: south connection welcome back to the temple and welcome back to linking up luchas i'm your host logan Croslin, and tonight we will continue to look at the characters matches and drama that lucha underground has to offer let me now bring in my co-host for tonight uh jacob williams is the first one how you doing
1: doing well uh it's uh well we're recording this on halloween eve so that's true I you realize like uh, lucha underground it's, it's got some good halloween in- energy i think yeah, very but spooky at some, points. Yeah, it's some spooky characters. You got Drago and Pentagon. Mm-hmm. And very dimly everything's lit fucking, hallways. And yeah, everything's, light, so. yeah, everything's dirty and <laughs> exactly. grimy.
0: Lucha Underground, Halloween energy. I've always said that, so uh, you're, you're mm-hmm. right on point, Jake. Uh, Jenny, you are also here. How you
2: doing? I'm also here with Halloween energy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Jenny, existing. <laughs> Jenny, you are also here. Thanks, Logan. I, I got I called to call queen of the universe, uh, and and one of my recent intros. So, just saying, not your best.
1: Let's try to keep you humble. Sorry, try sorry. To... we trying to keep we're... you.
0: <laughs> trying to keep you humble, Um but we're all dressed as our favorite luchadors. Of course, you can't see us, but um, um. obviously. Really? <laughs> Everybody, every episode, Laparco
1: Par- La with my skeleton bodysuit on. One hundred
0: percent. I'm
2: Katrina, obviously.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Katrina. <laughs> you, you Katrina. Have you got your stone with you?
2: Yeah, yeah, I got it right here. Keep oh, it God, on me all the time. I, I got you. She is
1: stoned, uh, <laughs> if that counts.
0: Whoa! Hey, there we go. <laughs> I am. But Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, but tonight we'll be looking at the episodes from February 25th, 2015, and March 4th, 2015. Um, Jake, I'll go to you first. What did you think of what we discussed last time?
1: Uh, you know, it wasn't the the hottest pair of shows, of course, because you'd save those for the for us, of course. Eighteen, uh, of course, yeah. <laughs> right, right. The the biggest development, I guess, because like. As far as Lucha Underground episodes, I didn't find there was a ton of plot development or really any outstanding matches. Uh, Like I remember who was, I think it was Phoenix and Argenis had a pretty good match, but nothing like spectacular, spectacular to me. But I I feel like the main focus has been on uh, Alberto El Patron and him showing up and then uh, his, uh, his rival from AAA uh kind of showing up so that was like the most interesting thing on in the past, on those two shows was just them bringing in the whole triple a title so it makes you realize that they might have some crossover here which is kind of fun and uh i think i mentioned it like i like i mean turns out he's kind of a dickhead in real life but i always liked alberto like in ring and as a, as a wrestling persona as it were so i was kind of excited to see him in that regard
0: i got you uh jenny what'd you think
2: well, I did not view those episodes, but um uh, y'all kind of caught me up on everything and also the you know, the video packages caught me up on everything mm-hmm. else that I missed on on the ones that we're going to
0: talk about. So,
2: I don't feel like I missed a lot, honestly.
0: Yeah, you you really didn't um the the like Jake kind of said that that episode before what we're talking about tonight was probably one of the worst episodes um, that we've watched so far. And then the first one had some plot development, had more Pentagon breaking arms and stuff like that. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, not not much going on. It's They were they were pretty, you know, even killed. just kind of existed. Not not much, not much going on uh, with those. But we will get on into tonight's episode. We'll start with episode number 16 from February 25th, and that is titled Caged Animals. Once again, might give away kind of what uh, is going to happen throughout the night. But we open the episode with recaps of Cage's attacks on Puma and Mundo. Uh, we we also get uh, Cuerno's obsession with taking out Mundo. We get some videos of that, as well as Black Lotus uh, finding Matanza in one of our previous episodes as well. Uh, we then get a car speeding down the road. Uh, And we see that someone in the trunk is tied up and they kick out like where the fuel cap is. So somebody is uh, uh, tied up in a trunk. Uh, We don't quite know who has the person so far, but we can see that it's a female. And I think we could probably assume that it's Black Lotus because uh, she's the only female that we really deal with a lot uh, other than Katrina. Um, But we get that to kind of start things out. Um, but then our first match is a uh, match number two in the series between arrow star and Drago. Uh, they do the handshake to start like they have been previously uh, arrow immediately goes with, with a head scissors to the outside followed by a springboard dive uh, back in arrow is selling the ankle. Cause apparently he landed weird on the floor whenever he landed his dive. Um, they didn't trade reversals and pin attempts before Drago hits a big tornado DDT, uh, There's a strike exchange followed by Drago hitting a toss-up face buster. Uh, Kick from Drago followed up by a pin attempt. A slight botch on a charge as I'm guessing Aerostar was supposed to flip over him, but he kind of timed it too late, so they just kind of crash into each other. Uh, So they again do it uh, in the other corner, and arrow just does a drop-toe hold this time, uh, followed by some knees to the back. He then scores a big drop kick. Drago then kicks Arrow uh, to the outside and then hits a tope out onto him. Uh, they then battle uh, on the apron where Arrow evades an attack uh, before uh, Drago runs into the post. Uh, Arrow then follows that with a suicide dive. Back in, they go to the top. Drago hits a middle rope Spanish fly. Drago then goes for a create his little creative pin maneuver that he does, uh, but it actually gets reversed into a La maestral cradle, uh, but only gets two. Another unique pin attempt by Drago, but still only gets two. Arrow then gets Drago out onto the apron, hits a sunset power bomb to the floor, brings him back in uh, with a big springboard splash, and that gets him the win. Uh, and so the this, this series is tied one to one. So. I kind of mentioned it last time. They they haven't said yet that it is a best of five series, but after the match, Dario comes out and says he respects, or he enjoys the respect that they have for each other. He says it kind of sarcastically like a dickhead, um, but he wants to see this continue, says they will face each other till one of them has two more victories. And the winner of the series will get one of Dario Cueto's unique opportunities. So, uh, Jenny, what did you think of the car speeding down the road with the person in the back or and the match?
2: It, the car scene was very dramatic and cinematic. I really liked it. Um, it felt like a movie, so I enjoyed mm-hmm. that a lot. This match, once Dario set the challenge at the end for the five matches or whatever, I was like, okay, that makes more sense that this match was this way, because <laughs> it felt like not great like sort of botchy in spots Um, and and the announcers really suck at calling the (laughs) moves Uh, you called way more moves than they did because and and part of it is I rely heavily on learning what the moves are called based on what the announcer tells me right this is how Mm. I learned this and I don't just instinctively know the names of these things Um, so them not calling hardly anything is very annoying to me, um, so I'm glad that you put in the effort to put the descriptions in there, Logan.
0: Always. Uh, <laughs> really. Well, I mean, I mean, Vampirio mostly all he does is drool over there because he, he yeah. can barely speaks. So,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, like it was
2: it was fun, uh, but definitely gonna have to ramp it up mm-hmm. for the rest of their matches. Um, especially fix some of that botchy stuff that they had going on. Um, I like the respect handshake. I'm always a sucker for for that part of this. And hopefully the respect hold, holds up throughout the feud.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think their first match was definitely better, but the, I thought this one was still pretty good. But yeah, like you said, there was uh, quite a few uh, botches and kind of mismoves moves somewhere in there. But Jake, what would you think?
1: Yeah, to sound like match striker. I feel like they did not want to blow their proverbial load on just the second match. So yeah, that's they, they they kind of held back a bit. It was still good. I, I like going three on it, but it definitely felt like they're capable of much more, which makes sense with the setting up the uh, best of five. I thought they did a good job establishing like that. They're equals. Like that's kind of what they were trying to get across in the match. And I thought they did a good job of that, but same thing. It's weird with these guys. Cause sometimes it's like, they can almost fool me when I think they're botching something because, like, maybe they're not botching. They're just doing some crazy shit that I don't understand. So, I could <laughs> kind of mask the botches sometimes. Like, well, these dudes, like, break the laws of physics all the time. So, maybe yeah. I just don't quite understand what they're doing. But, yeah, Judy's right. Not always the bet. Like, Striker is more worried about getting in his, like, weird force, like i don't even know what you not even literary references but just like over the top like Star, he's of the stars and like that he will fly amongst the hell or you know all the yeah. shit he does like, instead of just saying what they're doing so but yeah, yeah a perfectly fine match but uh i think we have better to come
0: yeah he, he talks like he's writing a literary novel or something like that sometimes it's just insane a literary
1: it's- novel but
0: yeah you know what i mean <laughs> whatever <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he talks like a jackass. is basically what I'm trying to say. Yes, um, he does. <laughs> anyways, uh, after that, we get a, a video of Cuerno running the ropes, and uh, he at the end of the video he dives out of the ring before we get a match graphic for our main event, which tonight will be King Cuerno versus Johnny Mundo. Um, we then come back and we have our next match. It's going to be uh, Cage versus Prince Puma. So kind of a revenge match for Puma, and you know Cage, if he wins, gets another title opportunity. So uh, big, big stakes here. Um, Puma goes right after him, uh, as I said, he's seeking some revenge. Uh, but Cage's power is too much initially. Uh, big forearm and a botched hurricane rana takes Cage down. Uh, Puma ends up on the apron and gets a, a kick. But as he starts to do a springboard attack. Uh, Cage actually crushes him with a clothesline. Uh, Cage then hits a deadlift superplex from the apron on uh, Puma. Puma reverses a delay suplex before uh, going for a dive and getting caught. Uh, and he actually hits him with uh, uh, what I called the sack of shit slam. He just kind of throws him <laughs> over his head and dump, yeah. dumps him. Um, Cage then starts to crank the head. Um, Puma <laughs> breaks out uh, only to hit uh, to hit a uh, wheelbarrow German suplex. Uh, Puma is then able to get an elbow up and a kick on consecutive charges by Cage before getting hit with a snap body slam. Cage then quickly goes for a middle rope moonsault, but misses. A couple of strikes knock Cage to the outside, where Puma hits a springboard shooting star press, which gets everyone in the temple up on their feet. It was an incredibly awesome move. Uh, Puma then gets him back in and hits a springboard 450, but that only gets two. A uh, series of reversals ends with Puma reversing a power bomb into a snap Hurricane Rana. He uh, they then follow that with a strike exchange, which is won by an Insigiri by Prince Puma. Uh, Puma then goes for a Phoenix Splash, but crashes and burns. Cage follows that with a discus clothesline, but still only gets two. Hits the uh, pump handle face buster again, and that is uh, kicked out of, kicked out of its two as well. Uh, Cage then locks in the, uh, I called it the, the Brock lock because that was uh, Brock Lesnar's uh, f- uh, submission for a while. I didn't really know the name of it other than that, but um, Conan then emerges and hypes the crowd. Uh, Cage then hits a uh, double clutch power bomb into a buckle bomb and follows uh, it with a gory special flatliner. Uh, which he actually calls Weapon X. Uh, I think that's a uh, men yeah. reference. So uh, he's a b- big nerd, apparently, as well. Uh, he then starts to do some ground and pound, and uh, Puma, or ground and pound to Puma's back in the back of his head, and then Conan throws in the towel. So Cage wins by, I guess, uh, submission of some sort. But uh, yeah, Conan throws in the towel for Puma there. So uh, Jake, what do you think of this one?
1: Doug, this match, uh, Cage continues to impress. I was surprised this wasn't the main event. I thought maybe this sure. seemed like main event worthy, but uh, I guess Mundo's got a you know, <laughs> spot. But uh, anyway, Mundo, yeah, yeah. yeah, Puma. It, it's a shame we don't have any of the... Uh, we need the Northeast crew in here, so you can hear them get called Puma. But anyway. Puma. Oh, Puma. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pumer. Pumer. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he got a shit kicking in this match. Uh, he yeah. was great. He felt like a really good underdog uh, face. Like I thought all his hope spots were really well done. And uh yeah, Cage, he's like, I think I feel like one thing I like about him for a big guy is he chains together all his power moves well. Mm-hmm. Like he mm-hmm. doesn't just hit like some power move and then like stomp around the ring for 30 seconds. He kind of like goes straight for the next, which kind of fits his whole like machine gimmick mm-hmm. and his, and his offense
0: other... is mm-hmm. so innovative he does a lot of different mm-hmm. stuff that not a lot of does. people do so
1: right and so it works really good because he does come off as like a uh again i keep i'm so worried about sounding like match striker he is like a machine if you think about it the <laughs> way he robotically you know whatever but um and i like the the ending with with conan like i mean the throw the towel thing is like whatever but i like what it sets up because we've had all this like you know, there's always this intrigue with Conan. Like, is he just trying to take advantage of Puma? Is he, you know, but then he, he did get beat up for him. But now it's like, is Conan kind of like looking at Cage and thinking about jumping ship? Because they kind of maybe allude to that a little bit. Like, does he see maybe Cage is the better prospect and he wants to hop on the hot new thing? to they kind of have that in there. Is that maybe his ulterior motive? Like, because he basically is giving Cage a title shot by throwing the towel. So it seems kind of, but then it's like, maybe he really is. Like there's like I like that they don't make it obvious what Conan's motives are. It's not like, it's so so many times in wrestling it's so black and white. Like mm-hmm. what Conan's motivation is. So I like that it is, you know I could see either way. You know I would be, you know it would make sense, which is cool. So uh, I went three and a half on the match. It's an awesome like big guy versus little guy match. I thought both guys looked uh, very good in their uh, respective roles.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and yeah the the. The uh, long game with Conan is a very good idea, like you said, Jenny. What do you think?
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, I agree with all that. I even that sick clothesline, like right off the apron to start the match by Cage, and he Mm -hmm. just continued to dominate and toss uh, Rick, I mean, Puma around, (laughs) um, but boy when puma hits a fucking move though he fucking hits it and it's it's incredible to watch him fly um he he gets grounded a lot in this one he doesn't he gets a few of those great spots but yeah yeah, um he gets worked over Uh, i really like that curling spot where he literally just picks puma up and
3: (laughs) like
2: (laughs) does an exercise with him um that was awesome and that fucking weapon X move is lethal looking. Like, mm. holy shit. The snap he gets on it. I mean, he's such a big guy, but he moves like quick. He has the quickness that really fucking fucks Puma up in this match. I did three and a half, too. And um, I think the towel thing is lame. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like it at all. I get it. I guess it makes sense story wise, but. I'd rather just Cage win the fucking match.
1: Yeah, really I, fucking I fucks Puma up is a great <laughs> quote. Yeah. I enjoyed that. <laughs> really. I enjoyed I enjoy that.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't love the towel thing, but uh, as we'll get into in our next little backstage segment, we'll, we'll figure out kind of maybe why he did that a little bit, but yeah, it, it, it was such a good match to that point that it, it does make the finish a little lame, but I, I can live with it at the same time. But um. Yeah, great match. Really good performance by both guys, so uh, mm-hmm. good stuff. Um, but as I said, we come back from commercial. Conan's kind of talking to Puma. Says whether he sees it or not, Conan just did him a favor. Said war is all about the art of deception, and all they need to do is continue to execute their plan and play the long game, and uh, they will always be successful. So uh, some kind of method to his madness, but um, that whether whether that's a good explanation, I guess, is as. Uh, up to the person. but um, We get then get another backstage segment where Dario is in his office with Sexy Star. She says she's tired of all these men coming in to save her. She says she wants all three <laughs> members of the crew on her own. Dario then says, what if he gives her Big Rick? She says she doesn't want a partner, but Dario says she misunderstands. He's saying both of them want the crew so they can face each other for the right to be able to face all three of the crew alone she says she like this she likes this idea and then we go back to commercials. so uh Jenny what do you think of these little back to back segments
2: yeah conan with the you know just stick with the plan bullshit <laughs> eh, i mean i guess i guess man like you're not the one getting your ass kicked in the ring i mean you did one time but <laughs> not typically uh and you had to go to the fucking hospital for it so like
0: yeah yeah you bitch <laughs> i kidding.
2: <laughs> i'm ready for puma to be done with conan like i'm whatever with this mentor bullshit like he's not helping him he it doesn't seem to me it seems very all very heel and he's fucking him over and i don't like it
0: yeah i i I don't remember how quickly they kind of go through this but i'm hoping it uh pays off uh quicker rather than later i kind of feel the same way as you um jake what do you think
1: Man, Jitty turning on our good close personal friend Conan. You know. Yeah, I know. I, I had
2: to. Oh, also, I I love the scene with the sexy star in the <laughs> in the office. She's like, I'm tired of these men fucking up my matches. And <laughs> that energy is just awesome. And then I love Dario saying, "You know, okay, you get Big rich She's like, "I don't want a tag team. No, you can fight him." Like. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, I didn't say all that, but okay.
0: <laughs> there was a little too long of an awkward pause there at the end, and she was just like rubbing her hands, and it was very weird. But uh, uh, Jake, what do you think of those two segments?
1: Yeah, I thought the the Conan stuff here was a little too generic. Like, like what? his plan is not very obvious. Like, what is the plan to just constantly yeah. get their asses kicked? Like, yeah. seems yeah. like a. I don't a, like this plan. I don't, know, I don't know where the deception is there deceiving him (laughs) to think that you're a threat i don't know like whatever but yeah i kind of it's an interesting turn here for sexy star and it gives her something i think to like a more interesting turn here i can't say it's what i expected big rick to be doing a couple you know five episodes ago when he was kind of Mm -hmm. positioned as like maybe a main eventer but i think it's an interesting turn and it makes you wonder how they're going to handle it because they've done like the men and women before but it's been like you know sexy star versus chavo this is a huge uh you know, dichotomy between these two yeah. people. So it makes you wonder how they're going to work this match.
0: Yeah, uh, b- that'll be next week. Uh, we'll get into it, but uh, uh, b- we'll, we'll see how I feel about it when we get there. Um, but our next match is going to be uh, Pentagon Jr. versus Vinny Massaro. I said Vinny Massaro looks like Dollar Tree Balls Mahoney. Uh, oh, goodness. Yeah, a little bit. Yep.
1: Big time. Uh, no, that they, fancy balls ball. Honey.
0: No, no, no. No
1: high class balls Straight,
0: ball, Straight up Dollar Tree. Uh, Dollar Tree balls. Yeah, dollar tree balls. There we go. I I was trying to pop Jenny with the uh, ECW reference. (laughs) Um, reference. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Pentagon dedicates the match to his master, whoever that happens to be. Um, They lock up the start, uh, and Pentagon hits a pretty devastating chop to the chest like he always does. Uh, Big super kick, followed by some stomps. He then hits this absolutely gross pump handle driver, uh, and that gets him the win. Uh, he then goes out to the outside to grab a table after the match, uh, puts him on the, puts him on the top rope, and then slams him through it. And then to add in, in, injury to insult, he uh, follows that with snapping his arm like he has the previous three weeks. So, uh, Jake, mm-hmm. what do you think of this uh, Pentagon squash?
1: It was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Great value. Santa Claus had no chance here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he the driver was sick. I love that. I like that mm-hmm. as another thing to kind of get over it. I just like this whole thing they've done with Pentagon. Because at first he was, like, good, but he seemed kind of like he fit in with Phoenix and all. Just he had, like, a different, like, oh, well, he's, you know, he wears all black and stuff. But now they've, like, pushed where, like, no, his character is, like, he's literally praying to some, like, demon or some shit. Like, I don't know, I dig it. I love the praying to his master thing. It's so, it makes you wonder, like, who is the master? Is this, like, a real person? Is it, like, an entity? Like, you never know, like, with Lucha Underground, where they're going to go because you feel like anything is, like, them going supernatural would totally be like not unexpected. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love what they're doing with him. I like the way they're building him up. Um, I like that they keep it quick and just are getting over his, you know, his style and his finishers.
0: Yeah. Everything he hits is absolutely devastating. But, uh, Jenny, what'd you think?
2: Yeah. I like this one too. Uh, commentary wonder, does Penta have mental problems? <laughs> I guess because he was praying to something. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I hope they do the supernatural route If I have a choice in this uh, That would be cool mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he looks very Demented and Threatening <laughs> in this match Like he <laughs> Puts it through a table and then almost breaks his fucking arm So yeah uh, It was fucked
3: up Do you think
1: Mr. Pentagon Senior? <laughs> oh god <laughs> Well <laughs> shit it
3: might be <laughs> just
1: dawned Definitely on me,
0: <laughs> but he's but he's in the celestial plane. He's passed away. So I'm just kidding. yeah, he's, yeah, right, yeah.
1: It's like a Mufasa situation. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he just walks outside the temple and he appears in the clouds. Right.
1: Oh my God! If they did that, where it was like a big like pentagram oh. in the sky and he's talking. Oh,
3: oh that'd be, that be awesome. Amazing.
0: Oh uh, yeah that would be absolutely incredible. Um but we we will eventually see who the uh, master is. So uh we will get oh, to that eventually. Oh we do. Okay, good. Yeah, we do we do know who the master is eventually, but um that, this this one's a long game kind of storyline, so it'll be a minute. Okay. Um but uh we will move on from there to our main event and that is Johnny Mundo versus King Cuerno. Mundo is much more aggressive than usual in this one, obviously trying to get some frustration out uh, because of being attacked and having his knee attacked for the last few weeks by Cuerno. He hits a lot of big strikes to start out. Uh, Cuerno is able to turn the tide by going after the bad knee. Uh, Though it doesn't last long as uh, Mundo kicks Cuerno to the floor before hitting a crazy corkscrew parkour dive is what I call it. He just does this thing where he jumps and just twists in like 80 different directions. So uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, Back in, more big strikes before Cuerno catches Mundo and nails a uh, gross backbreaker. Um, Cuerno then again uh, starts targeting the knee and the match kind of slows down and becomes a little bit more methodical. Uh, running knees to the chest in the corner by Cuerno de Mundo. Uh, we then get a strike exchange, eventually, one by Mundo hitting a spear. Uh, he then goes for Moonlight Drive, but it gets reversed into a crazy armbar re- reversal. Uh, we then get another reversal exchange, one by Mundo, eventually leading to a springboard knee. Uh, back up, Mundo hits Moonlight Drive and goes for the end of the world, uh, but it takes a little too long because of his knee, and he actually misses. Mundo ends up outside, and Cuerno hits a suicide dive into the barricade. He gets back in, hits another suicide dive, this time into the announce table, back in one more time, and hits another suicide dive, kind of in, kind of ending up in the other little heel entrance on the other side of the temple. Uh, Cuerno actually recovers in time, but gets distracted by the fact that Mundo can, continues to keep getting up as well, and they continue to fight outside. As so the count hits 10, so we get a double count out. And then the two guys battle all around the temple after the match, even destroying some set pieces around the arena. So, uh, Jenny, what did you think of this one?
2: Well, this was something. Um, (laughs) Mundo has really grown on me in this promotion more than probably any of the others that I've seen him in. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know why I particularly enjoyed him in this match. I'm not really a fan of his, but... (laughs) <laughs> for some reason in this show He's working for me Um And I like this matchup between them too. I like the story Um he, Despite the knee work which I really enjoyed Weirdly in this match too Uh he manages To pull Mundo manages to pull Some pretty sick moves off And um But he does sell the knee A little bit too so Um The chemistry is there. I mean, it's a three-star match for me. I I love the uh, fucking arrow of death. I love that move. I think it looks really cool. And Mm. it was kind of annoying that the ref was hanging around when they were fighting after the match gets the double count out. (laughs) It's like he gets punched in the face later. And I'm like, why are you even there, ref? (laughs) You already counted these fuckers out. So I, I hate a double count out, but that's fine. Um three stars sounds right.
0: I gotcha. Yeah, the the brawl the brawl after the match I felt like made up for the double count out at least. So mm-hmm. um, Yeah, it did. Yeah. But Jake, what'd you think?
1: Yeah, the brawl is real good and intense after the fact, I agree. Yeah, only downside of the shells we're going towards it is kind of like these finishes like we got the towel thrown in and the double count out so kind of some well we've kind of grown to have pretty good definitive finishes here in lucha underground so it's kind of weird to see so many kind of you know wonky ones but yeah was, yeah i uh, have very physical uh i thought it was like a lot slower more deliberate than what we usually see maybe in a in lucha underground not in a bad way just a little bit different. Flavor, I thought Cuerno's dyes were super good. Like, for being sort of a bigger guy, I yeah. thought his eyes were really precise and good. He's and uh, yeah, best, so. <laughs> That's yeah, fun. like for a guy who's he's not like he's not like mill big, but he's like bigger mm. than your like yeah. Phoenix and those guys. So, I was impressed by that. And yeah, my thing was like, I feel like there's a disconnect on the uh, you know, hey, take a shot, at work saying the commentary's bad, but. There's just like a disconnect because a commentary, even when Mundo kind of stopped worrying about the knee and it was just like, I don't know, whatever it's adrenaline or whatever reason, they were still hammering a lot like on commentary. Mm -hmm. So it's like a weird disconnect where they're still trying to say, oh man, he hammered his knee and then he's like doing flips and landing on his feet and shit is kind of a little dissonant. Like it didn't really make a lot of sense. But yeah, I went 3-2 on the match. I thought it was uh, pretty good. Nothing great. Mundo, I'm still like... I don't love him, but he doesn't quite annoy me. He only annoys me in the backstage segments because I think he's, like, yeah. even too cheesy for this. <laughs> like, even for That's these, fair. like, melodramatic things, he's still too corny. Yeah. Uh, so, but I did like to brawl like you guys.
0: Oh Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure Stryker talked about ligaments and tendons and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Over the top, got all scientific on us like he always does, so... um But yeah, (laughs) solid brawl after the match. Um, But yeah, good match. You know, you're going to be disappointed when it ends with a non-finish, but the brawl, I I think, like I said, kind of made up for it um, in the end. Um, But to close the episode, we get another scene of the creepy car driving down the road with the person in the trunk. We learn, like I said earlier, that it is Black Lotus and a guy opens the trunk uh, in a mask and says... What do you know about Lucha Libre? And then tells her to come with him. So apparently he kidnapped her to teach her about Lucha Libre. So, um, but uh, Jake, I'll go back. I'll go back. I'll go back. To
2: like you been you did did you... with us for this podcast, <laughs> Logan.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. You, some...
2: you put us in the trunk and then. What, us... do you know?
1: what do you know? What do you about know about Lucha Libre?
2: <laughs> Lucha Libre.
1: That should be the open to the show. <laughs> it should. What do you know?
0: We should add that oh
2: god
1: you you know what i like about this though is that um they do this to open and close the show but it's kind of like on commentary one thing they don't do is like overly push this like they don't really talk about throughout the show where i feel like most wrestling shows they would like by the end of it we'd be like sick of hearing about it like they let us like like by the end of the show it's kind of like oh yeah that did happen at the beginning so it's kind of like a fun little surprise at the end Instead of like them beating me over the head with it to the point where I was like, I don't even fucking care about the trunk anymore. They talked about it so much. There's no way it could live up to the hype of whatever it is. So like them kind of being more low key about it, I think helps. Because like you said, Logan, it's kind of what we expected, but it's still fun. And the guy says something kind of like, like, what the hell is he talking about? Uh, he kind of looked like he's wearing the mask from the uh, the emblem, like from the logo, to me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I was like, is this is this Mister Lucha Underground? <laughs>
3: <laughs> so then I, what do you know about lucha Dior, Lee,
1: you
0: mean
3: <laughs> right. yeah the great the, so. the,
0: the great mr lucha underground he's uh he's like mr jl <laughs> from wcw he's mr lu uh um, mr Lou, but, yeah mr Lou, there you go uh but jake what do you think of the episode as a whole while while you're talking
1: yeah I, I went with the seven on this one i think all the matches you know even if they weren't maybe little really disappointed in the finish because i mean they were all in the good to very good range for me uh, the show moved at a super brisk pace, good plot development as we had the woman in the trunk. We have, you know, you know, continuing the Conan saga. And then we set up the uh, the best of five with uh, Drago and Aerostar. So kind of everything had had its purpose on this and uh, continue to push Pentagon like no wasted uh, space on the show, which is always good. So seven out of ten.
0: Gotcha. Uh, Jenny, what would you think of that last scene? What did you think of the episode as a whole?
2: It was very good. Like she looked she looked hot, right? Tied up in the trunk. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's the message I don't know if I'm no, allowed to
0: say that I'm
3: just kidding.
2: It's Halloween, right? It's spooky stuff. So mm-hmm. anyway. Um <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm excited for her um to learn about Lucha Libre. Um <laughs> After
3: she was out of the and <laughs>
2: anyway, uh, I did a seven. I I would like a few more cinematic scenes, if I'm being honest, because yeah. um, the ones that we got were kind of short and just. I like the ones that give us. I like the little video packages that they do that gives mm-hmm. us a backstory or gives us some just something else story-wise um so i mean well, i know we did the car thing but those are very short little
3: mm-hmm.
2: in the beginning yeah. and the end so we didn't have anything in the meat of the episode right. so seven feels right
3: yeah, yeah I got you. and no, you did really the
1: cuerno the cuerno one was like yeah it was Meh. like it was there but it was like i'm diving it was like a yeah, Mountain yeah, do commercial or something yeah. like, he, he yeah. just
0: ran back and forth to the ropes like yeah and and you know you don't really learn anything from the uh the, the car stuff I mean mm-hmm. obviously a guy right. has kidnapped her tied her up uh asked her about Lu libre apparently uh <laughs> or what she knows about it so um yeah so, But you don't really learn who he is. You don't really know where he's going to take her or whatever like that. So um, as much as that was cool and interesting, it's you don't really learn much from it at the mm-hmm. same time. But yeah, th- it, this one was definitely lacking in the uh, cinematic department for sure. I agree with that. Um, but we'll move on from uh, that and go to episode number 17. We open the episode with highlights of uh, Alberto El Patron's uh, just showing up, his promo, all that kind of stuff. We get some uh, highlights of the Katrina Milmurtes Phoenix love triangle, uh, and yeah. then, we, then we get the uh, crew's rivalry with Big Rick and kind of all the stuff that's happened over the past few weeks with the crew and uh, Dario paying them off and all that kind of stuff. Um, but we started the episode with uh, in, in Dario's office. He says it's a historic night because it's Alberto's first match in Lucha Underground and in his sacred temple. Says he'll let him face Ricky Mandel, but Alberto wants Tejano. Dario says he needs to have a warm-up match before that, and he needs able our time to be able to promote a match of that magnitude, because this would be a huge match. Because they had they've had trip, uh, matches in AAA for the for the Mega Championship that Alberto has, so this would be a huge match for them. Uh, but Alberto persists and says, "I have to have this match tonight." Um, Vamp and Stryker then welcome us in. Uh, and we finally actually have a new musical act not even going to try to pronounce their name because vamp says it and i'm not sure he stopped saying words a- after that so I- i'm not even going to try to pronounce their name so um before we go to the first match uh jake what do you think of the uh dario uh, and alberto face off i
1: love this because it cracked me up when he uh maybe i misheard her but at one point he's like 'Cause he's like, offer him all these people to fight. He's like, No, you can't go straight to him. You have to have and like <laughs> Patrol is just getting angry and angry. And I think at one point he's like, You can face Havoc, and like he slams it, it's like, No, I don't want to face this fucking Jabron. Like, give me the guy I want. Like, havoc is such a joke. Like, like Alberto is like so pissed that he wouldn't even like suggest that he would face son of havoc. He's like, All right, cut the shit. I'm not facing that fucking goober. Like, give me the guy I want. I don't know, that popped me so much. Uh.
0: D- don't make me fight that guy's getting cucked by his girlfriend so. <laughs> right. um, But Jenny What'd you think of Alberto and Dario's little face off
2: Man that was good That's one of the things that I wanted And uh, they gave it to me early in this episode I like how Dario's Just like smirking as he lists all these Jobbers Yeah
1: like <laughs> you know, this Mandel, Yeah
3: this
2: fucking... um, <laughs> D- he- <just>, guy <laughs> Alberto getting more and more Pissed off every time he says something <laughs>
0: He he's it such was a promoter. really good <laughs> yeah he's such a promoter uh-huh. at heart too he's like I have to have like, time to pro- pro- promote this match I can't just give it to you give it away you know so but yeah, how about great
1: value balls Mahoney
0: <laughs> <laughs> how, how about Vinny Massaro <laughs> <laughs> oh god um,
3: <laughs> uh, that was great.
0: Yeah, it was it was very good. Um, but we'll move into our first match. It's gonna be Mill Muertes versus Phoenix. Kind of going back, yeah. To what you saw in the uh, highlight package, uh, Muertes goes outside to meet Phoenix, but Phoenix kind of notices it and jumps from the steps over the fans. Uh, and after that, he hits a Hurricane Rhino on the floor. Tries to uh, throw Mill back in the ring, but uh, Mill is too strong at first. After a big super kick, uh, Mill actually ends up getting in the ring after that. Uh, Phoenix then scores with a big springboard leg drop. Phoenix then whips Mill across the ring, but again, the strength uh, prevents it. Uh, Mill then nails a big forearm before continuing uh, with some ground and pound. Gets Phoenix back up and nails a DDT. Uh, More strikes by Mill before hitting an STO. Uh, Back up, another strike exchange ends with a big right hand from Mill. Uh, Katrina then emerges with the stone, which distracts Mill just a little bit, uh, enough for Phoenix to take back over uh, and hit a big stomp to Mill's back. He then hits a springboard, twisting dive to the outside. Phoenix then goes for another attack off the apron, but Mill catches him before he can jump and rams his face into the hardest part of the ring five times. Uh, Mill then uh, seems to be about to go for a dive of his own, but actually gets cut off. Uh, by a cutter from Phoenix, I would have been really interested to see uh, Mill go flying. That would have been uh, super interesting, as he may have uh, killed Phoenix on the landing. Um, but a big kick by Phoenix, and uh, he goes to the top, uh, but are only to get hit uh, by Mill from with a top rope code breaker. Uh, he then sets up the flatliner while stare, staring at Katrina. He then hits the flatliner and wins the match. After the match, Katrina is then on the apron. Uh, Mill wants her to lick Phoenix, uh, but she refuses. He then drags her into the ring by her throat and throws her into the corner, causing her to drop the stone. Phoenix then grabs the stone, cracks Mill over the head with it, and then hits uh, kind of a trouble in paradise kick. And then Katrina does almost a full body lick on Mill before making out with <laughs> Once again. So licks him from about his belly button all the way up to his face. So uh I- I'm sure I'm sure Sean was all over that one. But uh, Jenny, what'd you think? Yeah. That?
2: Man, this was hot. I love this <laughs> it Really did. Mm-hmm. Um, because Mill just really really hates him. And boy was coming through and he is such a big bastard he just everything looks like (laughs) he he could just crack you open like he is Mm -hmm. oh i i I mean it's a lumbering it's more you know it's not fast-paced lucha Mm -hmm. i mean phoenix brings it but he's a bigger guy too um but yeah this one's just pounding and i love that mill one i love that katrina came out she looked amazing Mm-hmm. Um, just a hell of a battle. I love the lick of test spot. That was fucking cool. <laughs> oh my god, yes! All of this feud is perfect and wonderful. I love it so much. I, I don't know if it goes anywhere. If it gets any better, but this is hot. Like I love this match. I did like two and three quarter stars.
0: Oh, it goes places for sure. Um, okay, <laughs> Jake, what'd you think?
1: Sean kids penis rose like the proverbial <laughs> bird that rises from the ashes. That oh uh, if he if if Stryker says what a Phoenix says one more time, I'm gonna like <laughs> something like like we get it, man. We all know what that means. Like uh I wonder if he has a master's degree, Stryker. Mm. Um, oh
0: absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or maybe he's just compensating. He is a school uh, teacher, you know, so <laughs> right. Uh, uh yeah i thought this was like for these two guys who are maybe like my two favorite guys in lucha underground possibly they're up there i thought the match itself was a little disappointing but i also think that it was more of a storyline like a story driven match than anything so mm-hmm. maybe that was part of it like you still get some great spots here like they um when he hits that jawbreaker on phoenix like i think phoenix is like the top of the middle rope and like yeah that was awesome uh, like Jenny said, I love the way Mill moves. That he looks like he's made of fucking cement. He's just ridiculous. He really like, <sighs> yeah, he looks like a villain from like a fucking movie, like uh, it's it's like, like Bane. a Marvel movie or something. Looks like yeah, Bane, like, but
2: with a belly.
1: <laughs> right, and, and I like Phoenix almost came out in this match, like knowing he's gonna steal his woman because he was like feeling yeah. himself in the beginning. Uh, but then still got his ass kicked. So, and yeah, I like the the whole ending here. And it kind of it moved quicker than I thought. Like, um, mm-hmm. like I didn't know she was gonna like turn on Mill this quickly. And we just come out in this match, and she's like, "Yep, done lick of death, the full body lick," as Logan said. And she's with Phoenix, so I can only imagine how fucking pissed off Mill's gonna be. He's gonna be, <laughs> he's gonna like bust a hole in the roof like fucking Juggernaut or something. But two and three quarter in the match but i think the the total package is probably better than it as just like a match as far as like what they did in ring i think the whole package is a bit better
0: yeah, he he may he may uh murder the unmurderable phoenix, uh, <laughs> as as uh striker will gladly let us know that he cannot be killed. So, um, but <laughs> yeah, just really good stuff uh, after the match for sure. Good match uh, beforehand, but obviously, like Jake said, very story driven throughout. Um. But after this, we get a absolutely ridiculous uh, package. There you it
1: go, is- Jenny. Here's your cinematic. Yeah, there
0: okay. you go. <laughs> this is what I wanted. So this, <laughs> this video is set to... Uh, AJ Styles actually came out to this uh, music in TNA in 2013. So oh uh, I, I immediately heard the beginning of it, and I was like is this that song? And I was like, and then it ended up going on. And I was like, this is absolutely that song, but we get a package for Conan. Uh, for some <laughs> reason, the words flash on the screen. Uh, it starts with appear weak. When you are strong in the midst of chaos, there is also opportunity. So it kind of does it a little bit at once and, you know, it it eventually leads to, you know, in the midst of chaos, there is also opportunity, but a ridiculously badass package completely wasted on Conan. I thought it was really, (laughs) really cool looking. It's like raining and then there's the rain.
1: Yeah, it's like a a Tony Braxton video or something. so (laughs) (laughs) ridiculous.
0: It looked like something straight out of The Crow or something like that. But, <laughs> I mean, it's just—it's so cool, but it's fucking Conan. So it's that, like...
1: music too, that music too—that music. goes like, "Oh, the this it... falling."
2: It's <laughs> in it an attempt to make it seem like he does have a plan for Puma. It's like appear <laughs> weak when you are strong. Like, <laughs> why does that work for a wrestler, man?
1: Conan just saying butt rock lyrics in the ring. <laughs>
0: Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> I don't think it means anything Jenny if I'm being I don't think it you. does either If it was for anybody else it would be the coolest thing ever But it was absolutely just wasted On <laughs> fucking Conan
3: Definitely um, was
0: Yeah but uh We'll just ignore that. We'll move on to our next little segment. Um, we go to Dario's office where Evelise is asking for a title shot after getting one single victory over Angelico. Um, Dario says that's not sufficient enough for a title shot, and she only won due to interference. Says if she wants to prove herself, she can beat Angelico again without Havoc's help. He then says Havoc will be the referee, so I, that would be helping her the most way he could help. So I don't understand what his logic was there, uh, but he tells Havoc to kind of call it down the middle, so he can't really cheat for her, I guess. So maybe he kind of cleans it up with that. Um, he then says he hopes uh, Havoc can control her in the ring like she does him out of the ring. <laughs> um, we then get a uh, we get Puma training in the back in the backstage kicking. Uh, one of the, you know, the boxing bags or whatever you call it. Um, uh, But Alberto comes in. Alberto then tells him he doesn't know what Conan is saying to motivate him, but he needs to man up and use all this aggression uh, when he's in the ring with Cage in their title match. He then says he needs to continue to listen to his master because if he survives Cage, Alberto will be coming for him uh so jenny what did you think of dario talking to Lise and puma talking to alberto
2: dario with evilice was just like one of those what the fuck are you doing in my office moment <laughs> like is this what a promoter does just sit in his office and just have wrestlers come in all day to demand <laughs> things like is that what they do um
0: i guess so <laughs> i don't know
2: <laughs> it just seems like that's what he does all the time mm-hmm. and uh yeah, that little clown show when when Evilise led Son of Havoc out by the beard. That was a really nice touch. Mm. And and then when Dario said, Close the door <laughs>
3: <laughs> When they
2: were on the way out it was great too. Um Alberto with Puma, whatever, man. Fuck fuck all the way off. I, I just <laughs> I don't need that. i do not He's like coming in there, talking. You know, I'm the champion of everything, and I'll come after you eventually. Blah blah. Well, okay, whatever, old man. So like, <laughs> I I don't know. I I'm not I'm not down with Alberto quite yet.
0: I got you, uh, Jake. What do you think?
1: Yeah, Puma being mute is starting to get a little like it's annoying. They either, yeah, they need to either get like one of their like things to say like why he doesn't speak like or something, because it's getting, like, absurd. Like, why wouldn't he speak here? It's starting to look like he's mm-hmm. slow. i <laughs> 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 Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Because, like, they've never said why he can't, and there's been, like, they always make it seem like, well, he doesn't get a chance to talk because Conan, but if Conan's not with him, like, why wouldn't mm-hmm. he just speak? So, uh... Hey, yeah, the, have it, the evil lease thing was just kind of them. It makes me think of somebody who's like a, a lucha novice, that this is uh, a novice or whatever. <laughs> or whatever it is. A novice. Novice. A, novice.
2: a novice.
1: Sorry.
0: No, you're good. I'll
2: have a Coke with novice. <laughs>
1: uh, I think I was looking at evil east and it would yeah. like I don't know.
3: Your brain just quit. Anyway,
1: um, <laughs> master's, uh, master's degree. degree. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. but it makes me think that the love triangle must be like a common trope and oh yeah stuff because no, I mean, we already in a matter of like 10 minutes we have two uh kind of uh happening i got you yeah sorry i'm having a stroke right now no, you're
0: good. <laughs> yeah i think it's a big uh, thing to borrow from uh telenovela and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so i think it's a it's, it's, it's a big thing and it's going to continue to be a big thing throughout this. So, um, but we will move on to our next match. That is going to be sexy star versus big Rick um, striker tells us that star is doing this for revenge for the crew for taking out Pimpy and Sagrada last week. Striker then says he, uh, <laughs> something about Snapchatting Pimpy. Uh, mm-hmm. and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, that, that, that was something that was said. <laughs> Um, Rick then starts the match by telling Sexy uh, to lay down and uh, is no-selling her punches. She then starts kicking his knee, which seems to have some effect, and then she hits him with a drop kick. She then tries to whip him into the corner, but obviously his power is too much. She then uses her evasiveness to dodge a charge and hit a crossbody. Uh, she then kind of rolls out to reassess her strategy, kind of figure out what she's going to do next. Um, comes back in with a big slap, uh, and he then, uh, turns, or then she turns to run and he grabs her hair, takes her up like she's going to, he's going to hit the, uh, Uranagi on her. Uh, but he doesn't want, st- he seems to not want to hurt her and just kind of sets her down and uses his great strength to press her shoulders to the mat and get the win. Um, the, the crew then emerge and, uh, take it to big Rick. But Rick is eventually able to regain his strength and fend them all off. So, uh, Jake, what'd you think of this one?
1: yeah it was like i don't mind the the arc they're doing with rick i guess to kind of turn and face a little bit here mm-hmm. but i thought for like the general idea of like the intergender wrestling in lucha underground this was kind of confusing because like if i feel like if sexy star were like a equal like disadvantaged man in this situation it would not go like this and so like it's a weird like them backtracking a bit where they're like well the women can fight the men but only if they're like kind of equal size you know, like if phoenix or one of these smaller guys or whoever like drago is against big rick i mean he would definitely have a size advantage but it wouldn't be like he could just hold him down like a child or something you know so it's, it's a bit weird in that like in the universe they've established to have this match go that way and i kind of get what they're going for because it's like rick trying to be like not an asshole kind of thing. Yeah. So I got what they were going for, but it's just weird in the way this. Like I didn't rate it. I didn't know how to rate this because it felt more just like a storyline sort of thing. Yeah. So I don't, I don't mind him turning face. It was just I don't know. It was weird having a man just hold the woman down for the pin.
0: Yeah. This is this is the second week in a row where they kind of have fuck themselves on the intergender thing because i understand the storyline and all that but like this doesn't do anybody any favors really other than like you said turning rick hill or rick face but i don't know that that is like a huge development or anything like that at the same time but uh jenny what'd you think
2: yeah i think he was pretty much already a face with the whole yeah. you know mm-hmm. um <laughs> i i mask or whatever what was it called I'm having trouble with
3: words. I'm I, bad. I patch patch. patch. Okay. But what yeah, do you know
1: about match? vocabulary? <laughs>
2: <laughs> fuck this match. It's it sets back. Like as much as I was impressed with Dario setting the match, going, "Wow, okay, really," I wasn't expecting to see the most gentle match I've ever seen. <laughs> Like the he he picks her up and is like, oh baby and like puts her to bed, um and then holds her shoulders down. Like that makes her look dumb. It makes all women look dumb. I I took it very personally and I hated this match.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think you would have really hated uh, East and Helico from the previous week because it, oh, it was it was it was it was it was worse and they were you know of more like size I guess uh, I mean Helico's Te- super tall but like mm-hmm. he's not she's not like scrawny right. yeah he's scrawny he's not like a right. brute like Rick is so it was that one was right like it's gonna be
1: like the, like don't, like, don't do it do it's
0: favors. not worth yeah, it yeah 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 um, yeah for sure yeah I was say, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna present them equally then like. I mean, you can you can give the guy the advantage, I guess, but like, don't make it so obvious that she like can't do anything. It's mm-hmm. so it's just dumb. It doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help Rick at all, and it obviously makes her look weak and scrawny and just all that all the stuff that's not very good. So, um, another that's two weeks in a row now. I hope hope that they can buck the trend uh go yeah, forward, but um yeah also not, like not,
1: jenny we need to keep a running track of jenny's descriptions because it's another good one because last <laughs> time we had the, a sassy match was it and then <laughs> yeah. uh and this one was a gentle match which i enjoyed it was <laughs> quite
2: quite gentle mm, very gentle
1: Very was, gentle uh, here.
2: yeah like i do uh,
0: hmm. no, I mean, with know it's yeah.
1: dumb mm-hmm.
0: yeah very dumb uh, you are correct um, but we'll move on from there to our main event. It is Alberto El Patron versus Tejano. Uh before the match we get to know Alberto a little bit more. Uh this package is basically the promo he cut when he had his open mic night promo, kind of where he came from, who his dad is, who his uncle is, uh, that he came to America to kind of establish his name. Uh and those that he thought were behind him ended up stabbing him in the back kind of another pot shot towards wwe Um, but he's asked why he came to lucha underground he says he wants to dominate in america but on his own terms this time he also wants to prove that he is the greatest luchador in the world so um a little little bit of a package there for alberto kind of getting us to know him a little bit better but he doesn't really say much new um Alberto wrestling in a shirt automatically makes him 10 times. Yeah. Out. What I mean, the fuck? I, I was very confused by that. I don't know if he like wasn't in shape enough to, I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know. Um, but they lock up early leads to some good chain wrestling. Uh, Tejano scores with a boot to the face and continues to stomp him on the ground, gets him up uh, and hits him with a big strike and a back suplex. Alberto scores with a reversal hurricane Rana uh, and uh, follows it with a kick in the corner. Uh, he then corner mount punches him followed by a drop kick to the back and head. Uh, Alberto then dumps Tejano to the outside and Alberto hits a suicide dive. Uh, Tejano reverses a whip into the barricade and then DDT's Alberto on the floor. Uh, also ramps his head into the po- into the ring post back in the ring. We get a reversal exchange, one by Tejano hitting a air drop kick. Uh, Tejano then works, uh, the arm with an arm bar and, uh, Continues working it on the post. Uh, Alberto cuts off a top rope attack and hits a super flex. Back up, uh, so another strike exchange won by Alberto with two big clotheslines and a tilt a world backbreaker. He then hits him with a backstabber. Uh, Alberto then follows that with a super kick, uh, but misses, and Tejano catches him with a spine buster. Tejano then puts Alberto on, to- on the top rope and pounds him with strikes and a big kick. Uh, he then takes the corner pad off to distract the ref so he can pound Alberto with the bull rope. Uh, the ref then comes back, so Tejano obviously throws the bull rope down. Uh, he then hits him with some big chops and goes for a superplex of his own, but Alberto beats, uh, beats him off and uh, nails a uh, hanging double foot stomp. Uh, Alberto then goes for the cross arm breaker, uh, but it gets reversed, and Tejano hits a powerbomb but only gets two. Uh Al- Alberto then I-, I put Albert in my notes, so that almost <laughs> fucked me up. There. Um Alberto then hits the double uh knee armbreaker and a super kick, only gets but only gets two on that as well. Tejano then gets desperate, goes for the bull rope, uh tries to use it, but uh gets cut off with a tornado DDT. Alberto then sees the bull rope and uses it to whip Tejano. Uh and unfortunately that draws the DQ. Uh, but Alberto was out for redemption and revenge, so he got exactly what he wanted, uh, but he does not win the match. Uh, so, Jenny, what did you think of this one?
2: Yeah. Um, it was kind of... It was good, I thought, ultimately. The mm-hmm. rope dive <clears throat> about, you know, like, maybe third of the way in kind of opened up the match mm-hmm. uh, by Alberto. And he has good offense, you know, some decent quickness. I, I... Do not enjoy his ring attire. It looks like he has diarrhea splattered all over his ass. <laughs> it's supposed to be some cool gold emblem or something. I don't know. But it looks terrible. <laughs> um, and, and that t-shirt. Please, God. You, so bad.
3: You're,
2: you come in here talking shit and wearing a t-shirt in your match? No, thank you. Um, but it's a good It's a good pairing. Um, they have a, they have history, apparently. Um, that shows in the match. And mm-hmm. I like the big superplex that Alberto got got in. Um, Tejano, I thought, just was kind of vanilla. Um, yeah. This is the Alberto show, really. Um, I did three and a quarter.
0: Gotcha. Uh, Jake, what did you think?
1: Yeah, it's weird because he takes it off like three quarters of the way through. Yeah. It's like...
2: Yes, yeah, just like, take I, it off guess, the
1: beginning. Yeah, I mean, I guess compared to some of these guys who are like shredded, he looked a little doughy, but he didn't look like horrifically. No, like, he's not any more than he usually
0: does. He was never like yeah, a body
1: mean, guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't get it. It's not like everybody in Lucha Underground is like, you know, with Pimpinella coming out and you know, it's like he's uh it's not like everybody here is uh, you know, and Mill's protruding gun or uh right, uh, <laughs> yes. It's mm. Like, mm. Right. So, so I, I don't know. I don't know what his hang-up was, but, yeah, I, I enjoyed this match, though. It's kind of like, um, I don't know how to say it, like more of a, I don't want to say traditional because, I mean, mm-hmm. for this, you know, not like traditional lucha, but I guess for me, what I think of is like a like an NWA-style match or something. Like, yeah. is a lot yeah. more uh, matte-based and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, but it was still pretty fluid. Like, I like the way they work together. I like um, Alberto, like how he can kind of do mm-hmm. – like the bat-based stuff, but he can work in a good high spot every now and then. And uh, yeah, they were pretty good chemistry together. Uh, and I kind of would have liked to him, see him just pick up the win because they're trying to establish him as strong. But I thought they did okay, like, getting over that. He can be, like, kind of ruthless and, like, aggressive, even though he's, a, you know, a fancy boy with his fast cars or whatever. Pretty boy who doesn't want to take his shirt off. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm with Jenny. I'm probably at like a three on it. Pretty close. So very good match. But I agree. I, um, I keep wanting to do like a Texano. Like, uh, <laughs> like instead of calling him by, I'm actually supposed to pronounce it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he also didn't say he was fine, but like he didn't really stand out. Like clearly they're like he's just in here, I think, for a few matches with Alberto El Patron. And then he's probably going to be out, I'd imagine. But we'll see.
0: Yeah, I got you. Yeah, uh, yeah, he he does come across as very vanilla. I, I feel like we've liked a lot of the uh, squashes uh, that we've seen in this promotion so far, and he had one on the last episode that we or the last uh, episode of the pod that we talked about, and it was fairly boring and uh, for the most yeah. part. So I think I think he's just, I think he's just kind of bland. You know, he's he kind of has some big hard strikes and stuff like that that he hits, but his style is not the most exciting. So um
2: and for for alberto i thought his style was kind of confusing because we just watched this whole video about how he wants to prove that he's the best luchador and mm-hmm. then he works like like jakes it i guess and WA
0: <laughs> he's too used to the wwe style so he, he, yep. can't, he can't break out of it um mm-hmm. yep uh but after the main event we go to dario's office he's with king cuerno in his uh Snazzy little cowboy hat, and some—he has some a nice shirt on and some jeans. Um, he says, uh, <laughs> he says Mundo <laughs> sharp dress man. Yeah, sharp yeah. dress man. Uh, Dario says Mundo told him he's tired of Cuerno jumping for jumping him from behind, so he requested a cage match. Uh, Dario says in his experience, it's better to have things in cages because that way they can never get away. Uh, Cuerno hmm. then says Mundo should be careful what he wishes for and promises to mount Mundo's head on Dario's wall. This greatly pleases Dario, and then we fade to black. So that ends our episode. Uh, so, Jenny, what would you think of this little conversation, and what do you think of this whole episode?
2: Well, the cowboy getup was fucking hilarious. It's <laughs> really hard. Really
0: with hard the mask on he, too, so <laughs>
2: with the mask, the mask really set it off. Uh so hard to take this man seriously when he's looking like that. I mean, it was so funny to me. But then he wants to gauge match. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, let's do that. Um uh, Dario was into it too, so yeah, I, I can't wait to see what a fucking cage looks like in this mm-hmm.
0: promotion. Mm-hmm. Uh but what do you think of the episode as a whole?
2: So um that, we had that real bad dud. Um, but I really like the Mill and Phoenix stuff. And I mean, that's a huge highlight for me right now. Um, a lot of good cinematic features uh, sprinkled throughout the episode. We didn't get any follow-up on the lady in the in the fucking car. So that was kind of a hanging <laughs> angle there from last time.
1: Mm.
2: And we set up some stuff going forward saw a good main event so i'm doing the seven
0: i got you i think uh, i feel like a lot of the times with like previous uh cinematic uh scenes and stuff like that to kind of give it a week and then they kinda of come back to it the week after I've that noticed kind that of too. other they kinda of let other stories kind of tell their tell their thing and then eventually, you know, maybe a week later or two weeks later they'll come back to it. So it seems like they never really, you know, go back to back or anything like that. But Jake, uh what did you think of that last scene? What do you think of uh the whole episode?
1: Yeah, I kind of like that sometimes. Like they like I said earlier, they don't always like beat you over the head with things like they give you enough time to maybe I don't want to say like miss it, but we're like when it pops back up, you're like, oh yeah, the lady in the truck. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but I'm uh, I'm excited for the cage match. I'm with Jenny. I want to see what the cage looks like, like what kind of crazy shit they're going to do with the cage. Like, cause I just feel like they try and put their spin on everything? So that's pretty exciting. So I'm looking forward to that. I give this one like a six out of 10 it was a little more up and down for me. Like, I don't yep. think the matches were quite as good with a few down spots, like with the the whiff on the uh, sexy star thing was a little yeah. disappointing, uh, but I did like the, uh, a little heavier on the uh, the cinematic stuff, like uh, Conan in the cold November rain, with, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, all that bullshit. <laughs> and I uh, but Alberto Patron with the, uh, him offering the jobbers at the beginning was great. Oh, that was <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, But we'll move from there to awards. Uh, We'll do a few awards real quick. Uh, Match of the night. Uh, Jake, what did you have on that one?
1: I'm going to go with a cage in Puma.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Jenny, that would would you go with as well?
2: That is correct.
0: All right. That's what I would go with as well. Um, Moment of the night. Uh, Jenny, what would you go for on that one? Oh,
2: it's the lick of death.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jake, it's what'd you super think? Super
2: long one. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Ooh, lick of Death is good. Um, I guess it wasn't like a great moment, but I guess it's a big development, like Conan throwing the towel, because it gives Cage a, a, a match. Uh, I don't know. Pentagon, like, breaking people's limbs is always <laughs> <it's> up there <laughs> for me.
0: Yeah, I, like, I feel like that could win every time, for sure. Um, right. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Jenny on the Lick of Death. That was... Uh, She seemingly is turning on Mill, so that's a big, uh, big, big thing. Uh, I mean, I think she had kind of teased it in weeks before, but this seemed Mm -hmm. like a kind of definitive, I'm done with you. Um, Quite so. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But uh, favorite cinematic scene, Jenny, what would you go with on that one?
2: Oh, man. I really like the um, car scene, but overall... I got to go with the jobber listing. <laughs> yes. yes. This is too yes.
3: funny.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Jake, is that would you go with?
1: Yeah, I have to go with that. How about yeah. I give you Havoc? You're like, yeah, you your fucking mine. <laughs>
0: Man, I think, fuck havoc. I, I think sir. that's what eventually causes him to throw all the shit off the desk. Yes, that's what happens. Oh man. Uh, yeah, that that, that was pretty fucking good. So uh I, I I agree with that one. Um Jake, uh who are your top three this week and who would be your uh, MVP?
1: MVP I'm gonna go with despite all my rage, I am still just a flying <laughs> <Brian> cage. <laughs> <laughs> uh definitely him. I'm going to go with Alberto El Patron just because of how much he was Mm -hmm. featured. I thought he was pretty good for how much he was featured. And then I think I'm going to go... Man, it's hard to pick between Phoenix and Mill. Oh, man, there's a lot of good people on this one. Phoenix and Mill. Puma was good. I think I'm going to go Phoenix just because he ended up with the stone. How about that?
0: Yeah, Yeah, and the the makeout, so there's that. Yeah. Um, but, Jenny, who would be your top three and then your MVP?
2: My top three, Mill, Phoenix, and Katrina.
0: Oh, wow. Um, the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the love triangle. MVP you is Mill. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I would go with Cage, uh, Penta, and I, I would give Mill Mill the the edge because I uh, he he won the match. He may have gotten taken <laughs> out afterwards, but he's
1: getting the edge, all right.
0: Oh yeah,
2: yeah sure. he's gonna
0: be edging.
3: Uh,
0: <laughs> but I'm gonna go with Jake and go with Cage as my MVP. So uh, he definitely nice. he definitely really impressed in that uh in that match with Puma. So a lot of good things uh, coming out of this episode. But uh, we will move on to plugs. Uh, Jake, what you got?
1: Logan, you and I, along with the rest of the guys, do a uh, Highway to the Impact Zone. I play the role of the Movo, the Novice on there. The, the Novice. Uh, about, <laughs> learning about TNA. Um, Ruthlessly aggressive podcast. Just covered uh, Bad Blood 2003. So uh, if you're a big fan of the song Headstrong, listen to that. Show's <laughs> kind of mediocre, but whatever. Uh, we have. Uh, halloween themed episode of youtube roulette where we watch terrible matches for night of the living duds so uh still technically a little bit in the spooky season maybe when the straps post spooky season if you have a little still wanted to be halloween so yeah we kind of recorded
0: it it a little Mm -hmm. too early uh for it to be technically spooky season but it was still in october so prematurely
1: spooked yes
0: our, our Thanksgiving episode, where we watch uh, fat, sloppy pigs roll around. Uh, is- <laughs> 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 I'm just playing. Uh, Jenny, what you got? <laughs>
2: fat, sloppy pigs. All right. Um, Luel Bono, you flat, sloppy pig. <laughs> Speaking of the spooky season, uh, the mm-hmm. last episode of Freak Out Drive In dropped last week. So all four episodes are available. You can listen to those. And um, also in the spooky realm, I did an episode of All I Cart with Keithy right right here on North South Connection, and we talked uh, our top 10 horror villains list, and we did some spooky mad libs, and then I booked a horror movie. Um, So it was pretty fun, Listen to that one, and uh, my regular wrestling's uh, ECW going through the history of the extreme it's called the extreme three-way dance so listen to that for sure and you yep. can follow me on twitter still at jenny
0: position if you want to always a good time had on a la um mm-hmm. but, yeah listen to all that stuff from from these two they they do great pods uh jake does a bunch with me uh, uh so they're obviously great because we're both on them but <laughs> obviously, uh, yeah obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, But uh, just a couple other things. Uh, I do Talking Docs with Jenny and Roger. We just did My Octopus Teacher on that. So that should be coming out fairly soon. Um, And then I just did my last episode of Chicken Salad for now. Uh, We did Halloween Havoc uh, 1995. So we got to talk about monster trucks. got to talk about... Uh, the giant resurrecting from the dead we got to talk about yetis humping people um, nice. it was just a ton of fun uh, at <laughs> all around uh, but I'm going to take a step back from that one for a little bit just to do to some scheduling stuff but um, love that pod always have been a fan of being on it but uh, I'm just going to step back for now uh, maybe make some guest appearances on there in the future yeah um, but listen to everything on North South Connection, place to be ready. Patient Wrestling and Pop Feeds. Everybody's doing great stuff right now. Um, but thank you for listening to us as always, and we will see you next time we enter the temple.
3: Whoa. Whoa. Whoa.